In this episode, we're going to look at how to connect to a wired and wireless LAN. I'll show you how to do it and have a discussion of the concepts along the way. When working in a lab or a corporate setting, you should know how to select the appropriate cable and how to properly connect devices. This activity will examine the device configuration, selecting the proper cable based on the configuration and connecting the devices. This activity will also explore the physical view of the network. We'll be discussing connecting to the cloud, connecting to a router, connecting your remaining devices, verifying connections, and then examining the physical topology. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Connect a wired and wireless LAN. I already have the lab open here. On the left side, I have my lab, my work area where I can interact with the devices. On the upper right side, I have the word document so I can write my answers in there. And in the bottom right, I have the packet tracer activity window. That's the actual instructions for the packet tracer lab. That's where I can go and check my results as we work through this lab. Let's get started. Here they give us an addressing table. They, they talk about the different devices, what interfaces are there, what they're connected to, IP addresses, and seeing how that's configured. Here are our objectives. We're gonna go through, we're gonna connect up all these devices. I'm gonna talk about the connection types as we work through these. Part one, connect to the cloud. What we're gonna do here in part one is connect the cloud to router one. This is gonna simulate at home when you have your internet provider connecting you to your house or something like that. Same thing in a business that their internet service provider is going to provide them a connection, which you're going to connect into the router. Typically we call that an edge router. At the bottom left, click on the orange lightning bolt to see the connection. So over here in packet tracer down here, there's an orange lightning bolt. Go ahead and click on that. That gives us our connection sub window here. As you can see, as I mouse over these, they give us different connection types for that. Okay, part B here. Choose the correct cable to connect router zero, fast ethernet zero zero to cloud ethernet six. Cloud is a type of switch so you're to use a copper straight through cable connection. You attach the correct cable, link lights turn green. What they're looking for is a copper straight through cable. Down here on our connection sub window, as we go and mouse over it, we see that there is one labeled copper straight through connection. Here it is, it's the straight line, straight black line. I'm gonna click on it. Now, when I click on it and move my cursor up to the working area, notice it turns in sort of to an end of a cable. And what that means is we can now click on a device and connect it up. So what they're asking for here is on router zero, connect up F zero zero. So we're gonna to go to router zero. Over here, I'm gonna click on it and it's gonna pop up a window. Where do I want to connect this? The directions say connect to router zero, fast ethernet zero zero. So I go ahead, I click on fast ethernet zero zero. This would be just like you plugged it into that physical port on your device and then to cloud ethernet six well if we go up here click on cloud 
Notice there is an Ethernet 6 there. Then all we have to do is click on Ethernet 6. We have that connection. Notice we do have green connection lights, so that means we have a good connection there. No configuration we had to do or anything like that. On this part one, step two, connect the cloud to the cable modem. Now this probably represents your house more than anything. Use the correct cable to connect cloud coax seven to modem port zero. Now, if we read this, we can sort of get a hint here that we're looking for a coax cable. Down here on our connection submenu in the bottom of our area on the bottom left, if we slowly mouse over, we keep mousing, we have a phone one, we have coaxial. So the blue lightning bolt, the blue lightning bolt is a coaxial cable. That's probably what we need. Go ahead and click on the blue lightning bolt up here. Go click on the cloud and then looking back at the directions, we're supposed to connect it into coax seven. There we are. And now we have this blue lightning bolt following our or following our cursor around. We have to connect it up to look back over at our directions to modem port zero. So here's our cable modem. I'm going to go ahead and click on cable modem and there's port zero. And now it's connected. We have our green lights at the end of each connection, signifying that that connection is good. Now with part one on to part two, connect router zero, connect router zero to router one. Over here, if we look at our diagram, router zero, we connected up to the cloud already. Now we want to connect router zero to router one. Choose the correct cable to connect router zero, serial zero, zero, zero to router one, serial zero, zero. These are different types of routers. That's why there's three zeros on router zero and on router one, there's only two zeros. There's different types of routers. They have different types of interfaces. Use one of the, we use one of the available serial connections. If you attach the correct cable, the link lights will turn green. Once again, down here on our connection submenu, we start at the left, automatically choose. We, we want to actually learn what cables to use. And once again, we are looking for a serial cable. Light blue is console. We have our copper straight through. We have a copper crossover. We have some fiber, phone, coaxial. Oh, here's a serial DCE. DCE. Let's choose one of the serials. That's what we'll do. And it goes from router zero, serial zero, zero, zero to router one, serial zero, zero, zero. And there it is. Click it, I connect it up. Notice the connection is good. We have green lights on both sides. Step two, connect router zero to netacad.pka. For this example here, netacad.pka is a server. It's actually a web server. And so what they're asking for is to choose the correct cable to connect up a router to a server or a PC. Routers and computers traditionally use the same wires to transmit. The correct cable to choose consists of these wires crossed. So there's a hint on what we need. The wires need to be crossed. Although Nix can now auto sense which pairs used to transmit and receive, router zero and the web server do not have these auto sensing features. Once again, we have two cables we get to choose from, a straight through cable and a crossover cable. To, to use the straight through cable we connect it up to almost all of our devices but the crossover cable is used in special situations 
That's where the two communication channels get get crossed. When we look and see what devices we can use a crossover cable on, it, the rule is you use a crossover cable when you connect like devices. When you connect like devices, there's one exception to that. Like devices mean when you connect a switch to a switch, a router to a router, a PC to a PC, a server to a server. When you connect the same type of devices to each other, you need to cross those over. You need to have those wires crossed in there. There's one exception. When you go from a router to a PC, a router to a server, a router to a computer, when you go from a router to a PC, that's where you have to use a crossover. For this step right here, connecting router one to the or sorry, router zero to the web server, netacad.pka, we need a crossover cable. Down here on our connection submenu, we go and find our cross copper crossover, which is the black dash line. Go ahead and click on that. And now instructions say router zero, fast ethernet zero slash one. So right here is fast ethernet zero slash one down to netacad fast ethernet zero. There we are. Notice we have green lines again. Connect router zero to the configuration terminal. The configuration terminal is just another PC. That's the PC we have over here on our left. Connect those up. Choose the correct cable to connect router zero console. So that should give us a clue on what type of cable we need to the configuration terminal RS-232. Remember RS-232 is a type of serial connection. This cable does not provide network access, probably not a network cable, but allows you to configure router zero through its terminal. It doesn't provide network access, so that means it's not in band. We're not using our network, we're not using part of our bandwidth, we're not in our bandwidth to configure it, we're outside. And if you remember from an earlier lesson, when we talked in band and out of band, when we were looking at configuring out of band, we need to use that console cable. Down here on our um, submenu for our, our connections, notice the second one in, the light blue sort of circular line there. We mouse over it, it says console, click it on it. Now I go up to the configuration terminal, I'll click on it, and we have a couple choices. It's definitely not a USB. It could go in the U or fast Ethernet, or it could go in the RS-232. RS-232 is that serial connection. That, that's what we're going to connect in, so go ahead and click on that. And then router 0 is where we're connecting it to. The console on router 0, so I'm going to go ahead and click on router 0, and there is our serial 001 connection. That's not it. It's the console connection. That's where we have to connect it. We're connecting the two consoles up. This connection is a little bit different when it displays a successful connection in Packet Tracer. Instead of getting green triangles, you're going to get black circles. Black circles here are good news. You made that connection successfully. On to step three. Part three, connecting the remaining devices. We're going to go through, we're going to work and connect up the rest of these devices here. Connect R, R1, router one, to the switch. Over here looking, we're sort of in the middle of our work area. Router one's here to the switch. Choose the correct cable to connect router one F1 slash zero to switch F01. Well, last time we had an F terminal, we used the straight through. So I'm gonna go down here to our 
um, sub menu here, pick a copper straight through, click on that, click on our router. Here is one zero, click on it, and it says this cable cannot be connected to that port. So the cable can't be connected to the port. That means you physically cannot connect it. Something must be going on here. Well, let's take a little bit look further. We go up here, and I'm gonna go back down to our selection submenu and click on the, the, the stop sign, the cancel sign, so I can get a normal pointer back. If I go back up here and click on router one, we can get an idea of what's happening. So we have this window that opens. I'm on the physical tab. I'm gonna make it a little bigger and I'm gonna zoom in. This is what it looks like on the back. We have our power coming in here. We have the on off switch. We have an auxiliary connection. We have the console connection. We have a fast ethernet port zero zero here. We have a fast ethernet port zero one. But what we're looking for is the one zero. Over here is fast ethernet and it has the name of one FE FX. And if we look here, it looks a little bit different than the traditional normal cable you plug back into the back of your computer. What this actually is, this one FE FX is actually a fiber connection. So instead of that copper straight through cable, we need to connect a fiber connection up to it. I'm going to close this configuration window for router one down here on the sub menu for our connection types. I'm going to go ahead and find the copper or sorry, find the fiber one. The fiber one is the yellow diagonal line. I'm going to go ahead and click on that. And now I'll go back up to router one. And if we look at here on the fast ethernet, if we look to the left of the fast ethernet, you can almost see that's a different symbol than the fast ethernet zero zero and zero one above it. If you look at the symbols next to the fast ethernet zero zero and zero one, that looks like it'll take that network cable that straight through copper in there. But look at this symbol here. This is the symbol, and, and this represents how you plug in a piece of copper, which actually got two pieces of copper in it. And go ahead and click on Fast Ethernet 01, and notice it makes that connection. We have a red line that follows our cursor. Once again, we connect it down to the switch to F01. So F, in this case, is probably not standing for Fast Ethernet, but standing for fiber. Go ahead and click on that, and as we look here, it's still a fast ethernet connection because it's ethernet, but it's that fiber symbol right there. Go ahead and click on that. And notice we have one green and one orange circle. We have a green triangle and an orange circle. What that is, is, is the connection is still negotiating how it's going to communicate back and forth. It's going to take a minute or two for it to turn green, but it will eventually. We've waited a little bit and here we can see that that red circle has now turned into a green triangle. That signifies that that connection is good right now. It's up, it's running, that's exactly where we need it to be. On the part three, step two, connect the cable modem to the wireless router. Choose the correct cable to connect the cable modem port one to wireless router internet port. Choose the correct cable, the link lights on the cable will turn green. Now, to connect those up, it doesn't. those don't sound like similar devices. They don't sound like a PC to PC, router to router, switch to switch. Probably we need a copper straight through cable. 
Down here on our connection submenu, I'm going to go ahead and pick that copper straight through cable. Come up here to the cable modem. It says connect into port one. If we notice a symbol, it does look like it will take that, that unshielded twisted pair RJ45 connector in there. We'll connect that up there. Connect it to the wireless router to the internet port. Or this would also be labeled as your WAN port. Go ahead and connect that up. Notice we have our two green triangles signifying both ends are good. Step three, connect the wireless router to the family PC. Going from a router to a PC, once again, not similar devices, we can use that copper straight through cable. Wireless router, ethernet one. Looks like that RJ45 port again. Down to the family PC. And once again, that cable plugs into the fast ethernet. Notice we have that orange circle there. Give it a minute, it will turn green again. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. And now we can see that they turn green. It took about 20 to 30 seconds for it to turn green. It'll probably take it that long when you do it, do it on your end. On to part four, we're going to verify our connections. We're going to test the connectivity from the family PC, that's the one we just connected up, to the netacad.pka. Once again, that is a web server. On, open the family PC. I'm going to slide it over a little bit. Open the command prompt and ping that address. And, and that, for our scenario, that is a valid working address. So go to the desktop. I like to expand this window out a little bit more so I can see everything. Open up the terminal, or sorry, open up the command prompt. And then we're going to ping so that once again, the command for that is PING. And then we just type in netacad.pka and hit enter. And we wait for the pings to be sent and then we wait for the pings to be received. It takes a little bit. We wait a little bit more. We wait a little bit more. We're waiting. Still waiting. And there we go. It took a while. And, and what happened here was the devices along the way, I'm gonna move, move the family PC window over a little bit, but our wireless router, our cable modem, going through the cloud, router zero, they all had to learn and communicate back and forth behind the scenes to learn where that is. So that's why it took so long to start with. Now, if we would ping it again, and how do we ping it again easy? Up arrow, up arrow is your friend, it just repeats that last command you did. Go ahead and hit that. Notice the ping happens right away. Why does it happen right away? Because now we know that route. First time it took us a little bit to figure it out how to get there. If we ping it a second time, we know that. Back to part four, step one, line B. Open a web browser 
and the web address of http netacad.pka. I'm going to close the command prompt on this window here where the command prompt in blue, if you go all the way over to the right, there's next. Go ahead and click on that. We are on our desktop tab. Go on over, click on the web browser. Going to open it up here in the URL line. We're going to put in our web address and that was netacad.pka. Hit enter. There's our web page. says my netacad.pka, my favorite web page. That's what you should do. That is what we got from that web server as it goes all the way through the network from family PC to wireless router, cable modem, through the cloud, which basically represents the internet, to router zero and then to the net, netacad.pka web server, processes the web request, sends it all the way back and then displays it on our page. That's what we get. On to step two of part four. So I'm going to go ahead, close family PC, open the home PC, command prompt, click on home PC. I'm going to slide it over a little bit. Open up the command prompt. So go to the desktop tab. Once again, I like to slide it open a little bit. Click on command prompt. There we go. Ping the switch IP address to verify the connection. Well, we start off with ping space and then the switch IP address. Well, we can get the switch IP address from the top here in our addressing table. Look it up right here. We have 172.16.0.2. 172.16.0.2. Go ahead, hit enter. We might have to wait a couple seconds here again for it to learn where it is. Oh no, timed out. Timed out. Oh, but it found it. Now, this time, it it aired out. It, it timed out twice before it found it. Once again, what was happening behind the scenes, it was going from the home PC and it was learning how to get to switch one. So we had to go from home PC to wireless router, to cable modem, through the internet cloud, to router zero, to router one, to the switch. So that's what the two requests timed out it, there is showing us that it had to figure out the route. Now, if we go and up arrow and ping it again, all four should work right away. We'll head back down to part four. That completed step two. We're on to part four, step three. Open up router zero. Go ahead and close the home PC from the configuration terminal. Open up router zero from the configuration terminal. Now we're gonna use the configuration terminal PC to connect into router zero using that console cable we set up earlier. Open the terminal of the configuration terminal and accept the default settings. Going over here, clicking on the configuration terminal PC, opens up the configuration window, desktop. Once again, I might like to make it a little bit bigger here. We are to open up the terminal here. Click on terminal, opens it up. Take the default settings. Once again, you're probably going to see these numbers someplace. The bits per second of 9,600, data bits of eight, 
parity of none, stop bits of one, flow control of none, 96, 8, none, 1, none. I would memorize that because you will probably see that in the future. That's the default settings. Those are the settings you need to make the console work on Cisco devices, router switchers, router switches, access points, firewalls. All those devices that have console connections, those are the settings you need to use. Go ahead and click OK to accept them. And we are in here. First thing I normally do is hit enter a couple of times and it says router zero. So somebody set the host name. We have that up and going. We are here in our terminal using our console connection. Onto step three, line B, press enter. We did that a couple of times. View the router zero command prompt. Now type in show IP interface brief to show the interface statuses. Okay, show IP interface brief. And that gives us a view of our interfaces. Let's look at that. Fast Ethernet 00 is up and it's running. Fast Ethernet 01 is up and it's running. Serial 00 is up and running. Now, does this make sense? If we go back over here and look at router 00, we have four connections going into it. One, two, three, four, but we only have three interfaces here that are up, that are running. Well, it should. Remember, one of those connections, the one going to the configuration terminal, that is a console connection. That is an out-of-band connection that's not using our network, does not take any of our resources, does not take any of our bandwidth. When we type in the show IP interface brief, it's not an interface. It's just a way to configure our devices. That gives us three interfaces here, which then, if we don't count the console, one, two, three, that makes sense. They're all statuses up, protocols up, that, that's a signal they're all doing good. Serial zero one is down and down. Why is that? Well, we didn't connect it to anything, so it's down. And then we had this VLAN one. We didn't configure anything on it, so we didn't have to turn it on. That's why it's not on. This makes sense. So everything looks great now. On to part five, examine the cloud. So I'm gonna close this configuration terminal PC window. Click in the physical workspace tab or press shift P or shift L to toggle between logical and physical workspaces. What they're looking for is if we look over here in the upper left corner, right above our work area, there's the logical button, there's a physical button. What they want us to do is go ahead and click on the physical button and that turns us into, and this would be the physical layout of your network. How your cables are run, where your, where your routers and switches are, where your racks and your servers are located, how those wires are ran. That's what this tab is going to represent. Going back, clicking on the logical. This is the logical diagram. This is the physical diagram. Okay, part five, step one. Click on the home city icon. This is the home city icon, so go ahead and click on it and notice it zooms in to our network. And if we look here, this, some of this, we had a home network. We had the cloud and we have a primary and secondary network. If we go back to logical, this would be the primary network here. This would be the secondary network. We have our home network. 
we have the cloud, we have the primary network here, we have the secondary network here. Back clicking on the physical tab to give us our physical layout. Click on the cloud icon. Down here, this is the, the cloud icon. Go ahead and click on it. How many wires are connected to the switch in the blue rack? Well, if we go and we look at that, we'll, we will count one, two, and three. But the power cord, power cord does not count as a cable here. It does not count as a connected wire. What we're looking for are wires connected to other devices. This is a power one, does not get counted. What we have here then is just two cables. And it, this sort of looks like a coax cable, one that screws into the back of your TV or into the back of your cable modem. This here is our fast ethernet. Answer the question, how many wires are connected? We have two. Click back to return to the home city. Up here, once again, up where the logical and physical is, if we go a little bit over to the left, there's this arrow that sort of points backwards. That is our back button. Go ahead and click it. It brings us back to our physical topology. Examine the primary network. Once again, to examine the primary network, you just come over here, click on the primary network. Question, what is located on the table to the right of the blue rack? I don't see a table. What's there? We can do this in two different ways. One way would be to zoom out. Let me zoom back in. Or you could go and scroll over. I like to zoom out so I can see it. And here, this looks like a computer, a desktop computer, configuration terminal. This must be the configuration terminal PC that we used to console into the router a couple minutes ago. Now to answer that question, what's located on the table, the configuration terminal PC. Click back, once again, this is the back button. And now we're back in the home city. Examine the secondary network. Secondary network. Go ahead and click on it. Why are there two orange cables connected to each device? Well, I really can't see anything here. What I'm going to do is zoom in. I clicked zoom twice and it brought me here. Why are there two orange cables connected to each device? Look here. This is one orange cable. This is another one. Down here we have another orange cable and a second orange cable. There are two orange cables connected to router one and to the switch. Remember when we connected this in, we didn't use a straight through or, or, or a crossover. What we used was fiber and fiber comes in pairs a lot of times. Data can go in one direction down one piece of fiber. Data can go the other direction in the other piece. So we install fiber in pairs. Now to answer the question, fiber is installed in pairs. One for receiving and one 
for transmitting. There we go. Click the back button to return to the home city. On to step four, last step here. Examine the home network. Why is there no racks to hold the equipment in the home network? Let me click on that. Let me zoom out. I zoomed way out. Why aren't there racks to hold the equipment in the home network? Well, do you have a rack in your home to hold your networking equipment? I know a couple people, but the majority of people, they just don't have racks in their network. To answer the question, home networks typically don't have racks. There we go. We're at the end of the lab. Before we quit the lab, let's go back and look at the packet tracer activity window just to check and make sure we've done everything the lab is looking for. Over here in the bottom right, this is the packet tracer activity window. Down here, there is the check results button. I am going to go ahead and click on that. And what that's going to tell us is how we're doing. It says, congratulations, you successfully completed the packet tracer connecting wired and wireless LAN activity. Now let's go ahead and click on the assessment tab. Notice we have all green check marks all the way through here. We've done everything successfully, everything the lab was looking for. On the right side here, we've got a score 80 out of 80, so that's 100%. Item count, we've got 16 out of 16. We have 16 green check marks and no red X's. We have done well. That is the end of the lab, and there you go. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.